The General Cigar Dave is often rest and relaxation maneuvers at a clandestine location somewhere on the continent of North America. This is Sergeant Steve filling in, and because of those rest and relaxation maneuvers with his 32 harem, we will be presenting an encore presentation of some mega bourbon tasting maneuvers back in 2018. Of course, September being Bourbon Heritage Month as proclaimed by the United States Congress, we celebrate all American bourbons and whiskeys in the month of September. As you've heard on our Bold Alpha podcast, our brother podcast that drops every Thursday uh, afternoon-ish, uh, you'll get your spirits, uh, weekly spirit celebrations. And of course, this month, it's all been bourbons and American whiskeys. But we present today, from 2018, our mega bourbon tasting maneuvers from the Corona Cigar Store and Lounge here in the Cigar City of Tampa with Samalye Dave and Tommy Diadio aboard. The Cigar Dave Show is presented by Gurkha, the world's finest cigars, including the new Gurkha Revenant. The five-country fusion of exceptionally aged tobaccos will immediately jumpstart your senses for a journey that only Gurkha can deliver. Offered in Corojo, Maduro, and now Connecticut presentations. Fire up a new Gurkha Revenant today. Visit GurkhaCigars.com. And by Davidoff of Geneva and their Avo portfolio of cigars, including the Avo Heritage. Crafted through centuries of traditions, Avo Heritage was developed for the cigar connoisseur, seeking a fuller-bodied cigar with strength, complexity, and impeccable smoothness. Savor every note of the spice-laden Avo Heritage. Available at DavidoffGeneva.com. This is the Cigar Dave Show with the General. Long-ass greetings and salutations. A long-ass snappy salute. Semper Delictatio. Always pleasure. Long live the Alpha. Make America great again. Make masculinity great again. Screw the enemies of pleasure. Oh, and by the way, to all of you fellow Alphas, contrary to what Senator Maisie Anono says, or whatever her Hawaiian name is, uh, is it Don Ho Ho Hanono? Whatever it is. Don Ho, Tiny Bubbles. Forget, as men, being quiet. As Alphas, we are not going to be quiet. We are going to be very vociferous, especially today, as we enjoy some fantastic spirits. As always, don't forget, follow me uh, on social media. Go to CigarDave.com, upper right-hand corner. You can uh, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, YouTube, and any other social media that may be created between now and next week. It is a delight a pleasure, as always, to welcome front and center to our Cigar Dave microphones as we originate the Cigar Dave show today, our Ford Theater of Command, the Davidoff of Geneva Store and Lounge in the Cigar City of Tampa, just minutes from Tampa International Airport. My pleasure to welcome Somalia Dave Cavanis to our microphone. Somalia Dave, we have brought a huge, a plethora, a, an incredible number of bourbons, 30-plus at my last count, it takes alphas to be able to sample all of these. I am ready. I am eagerly awaiting. The question is, Somalia Dave, have you brought your A-game for tasting maneuvers? General Longash is at you. I also am salivating. That will be salivating. You're, I'm already doing everything. Many I'm already in the bucket with this. <laughs> we have so many whiskeys here. Yes, my A-game is always brought. This is what I was born for, and this was what my mother was worried would happen to me, that I would really enjoy life and have a good time and meet friends like you who have like-minded thought process. Great to be here. Well, it is great to have you, and we have had a great month on uh, the Cigar Dave Show during National Bourbon Heritage Month. We had some incredible guests. We started off with Frederick 
Booker No the Third of Jim Beam, master distiller and ambassador. Fred No the Third, and actually, when we had him on the day before, his uh, daughter-in-law and son had a baby boy, and I think they're calling him Frederick Booker No the Fourth, and he's going to be known as Booker. So, congratulations to him. Then we had Dave Pickerell of Oakview Spirits, former master distiller at Maker's Mark. He's been a consultant to the craft distilling industry, worked with Whistlepig, St. Augustine Distillers, in charge of the George Washington Blendon Distillery, Garrison Brothers of Texas. We've got one of their whiskeys, about 40, 50 different craft distilleries he's worked with. And last week we had Harlan Wheatley, master distiller of Buffalo Trace. And today... In addition to you, Sommelier Dave, we've got some very special guests that will join us a bit later on. We've got Chris Rich of uh, Heaven's Door Bourbon and Stolen Whiskey. We've got uh, Peter Corey of, uh, I believe I'm pronouncing this correct, Conica Ridge Distilleries in Alabama. Clyde Mays Bourbon. We're going to do a vertical sampling of the Clyde Mays Bourbon. And we got Scotty Neal of American Freedom Distillery in St. Petersburg, Florida, across the bay from the Cigar City of Tampa. We'll be sampling some of their horse soldier whiskeys and bourbons. Cannot wait to get to that. And today we're going to be enjoying some American whiskeys, some bourbons. Uh, we've got some rye whiskeys that we're going to be enjoying. We've got something called the uh, uh, Braxton Mash, which is a combination between a rum and a bourbon. So we're going to have a cornucopia of various different uh, tastings. But first off, let us talk about what is bourbon, American whiskey. When we talk about it, what is it? First of all, every single bourbon is whiskey, but every whiskey is not bourbon. So first up, when we talk about Whiskey Sommelier Day, we're talking about a distilled alcoholic beverage made from fermented grain mash. It could be in the case of bourbon, a majority corn, it can be rye, it can be wheat. For scotch whiskeys, Irish whiskeys, it can be barley. And they're generally aged either in new oak barrels or used oak barrels in the case of scotch whiskey. So that's whiskey. Then we go to bourbon whiskey. So, Sommelier Dave, there are some legal definitions of bourbon. What are they? Well, first of all, it has to be produced in the United States. It has to be made up from a grain mixture that is at least 51% corn. It's always aged in new charred oak containers. Barrels. Right? Yep. Barrels. Distilled to no more than 160 proof. That's 80% alcohol. And then it enters into the barrel for aging at no more than 125 or 62.5 proof. And it has to be bottled at 80 proof or more. So it's not so limited on what's in it other than it has to be 51% corn, and it has to be within that, that range of alcohol. Now, if a distiller, for example, says, great, I want to make a bourbon-style whiskey, 51% corn, at least in the mash, but he uses aged or, or used oak charred oak barrels. You can't buy law in the United States, call it bourbon. And the reason that is is because when they char oak char the oak barrels, the bourbon, while it is aging in the barrel, picks up a lot of that charriness, picks up a lot of the wood uh, notes and flavor and characteristics. And that's a very big deal because there's a very big difference. If you were to put a bourbon whiskey in a used oak barrel, big flavor difference sure. as it ages over two years, four years, eight sure. years, whatever the case may be. Plus the Scots would really be bummed out if they didn't have all those extra barrels coming their way 
largest used. buyer of used oak, American oak barrels. That is Scotland. the Scotch sure. industry in sure. Scotland. And another thing is, even though it's a minimum of 51%, all these whiskeys that I have that I'm looking here at now, majority of them are going to be around 70, maybe a high of around 76% corn. It gives it that you know, uniqueness, it's that flavor profile, that aroma. And then you have, whether it's rye or some malted barley blended in, but you're going to get a good batch of corn as we drink these. The first American spirit was actually rye whiskey, and then bourbon came on the scene a little bit later, and we have included a number of ryes. And when you talk about ryes as opposed to a bourbon, bourbon tends to be a bit sweeter. Rye is a sharper, spicier taste on the palate. Sure. Plus, rye will give you that spice. Much big if, spice. If you like a spicy whiskey, go for rye. Spicy and a lot of warmth on the way down. Now, bourbon whiskey, when we look at where the name is derived from, it originally comes from the French uh, House of Bourbon, although the precise inspiration for the whiskey's name is still unsettled. There are those that say Bourbon County in Kentucky, and then there's those, those that say, well, it's the House of Bourbon, uh, Bourbon Street in New Orleans, which is also named for the dynasty. But we do, don't know which one is true, but we do know that bourbon has been distilled since the 18th century, and the term bourbon for whiskey has been traced to the 1820s, and began to be used consistently in Kentucky in the 18, uh, or 1820s and then used in Kentucky in the 1870s. And when we look at the bourbon industry in Kentucky, it is incredible how large it is. Bourbon is a $9 billion signature industry in Kentucky, over 18,000 jobs, payroll nearly a billion dollars. When we look at uh, bourbon production, it has increased over 250% since 1999. In 99, there were 455,000 bourbon, uh, bourbon barrels that were filled. In 2016, almost 1.6 million. So it's really incredible. And bourbon inventory in Kentucky has now topped over 7 million barrels, highest since the early 1970s. There are now over 1.5 barrels of bourbon aging in Kentucky for every person living in Kentucky. So there's more bourbon barrels than people in Kentucky, which really is uh, an amazing, uh, amazing thing. And Kentucky bourbon, Tennessee whiskey exports surged more than 10% the last number of years. It's the largest export category among all U.S. distilled spirits with over a billion dollars in recipe. And the Kentucky bourbon trail, which I know you have visited, Sommelier Dave, mm -hmm. one of the hottest tourist attractions in the country, almost a million visits and growing by leaps and bounds. And in fact, a lot of rain this past week for the uh, Kentucky Bourbon Heritage Festival. Sure. You had the opportunity to attend a number of years ago. Yes, I did. The last, out of the last four years, I've been there twice. There's some people up there that know the name Cigar Day very well. It's a wonderful time. They do a great job. It's nice to see all those distillers coming out, plying their wares, and showing you a great time. And by the way, I was just thinking about this. At My Pleasure Palace, there are more bottles of American whiskey and bourbon than there are members of the harem. <laughs> because we have 32 at any one given time in the harem. And I think I counted about 97 bottles. And I think I brought about 15 or 18 of them yes, today. So just like Kentucky, there are actually more barrels aging than there are people. 
At the Pleasure Palace, there are more bottles of bourbon and American whiskey than there are members of the harem, which tops out at 32. So a little side note there. Now, American whiskey, uh, which we're also going to be sampling today, can also include rye whiskey, rye malt whiskey, wheat whiskey, Tennessee whiskey, corn whiskey. And we've seen an increase in the number of whiskeys that are using wheat, and, uh, and that really tames things up a little bit. Nice smoothness, and we've even seen, I think Jack Daniels uses a little bit of wheat now and then. Yeah, they sure do, and they use a lot of barley. It's uh, like the object is now to find the finest product to start with, do the best distillation because of the education on distillation, and then just put together some really nice beverages to go out into the market with. Be different. We're all different as people. Go out there and be different with your product. All right, I have the list. It's 29 or 30, and it's, keep, it's growing. I know One that. Grew. And Peter I'm looking at, by the way, I'm looking at Tommy Diadio, the senior executive vice president Shaking of Spirits Procurement of the Corona Cigar Stores and Lounges in Orlando, as well as the Davidoff Store and Lounge here in the Cigar City of Tampa. And... Uh, he keeps looking over. There's about 20 more spirits that he's trying to stuff into our lineup. I don't know if we're going to be able – should we hit – you know, there's 50 states. Maybe we should try 50 bourbons and spirits. By the way, I had breakfast this morning on purpose. There so you I'm go. good. I'm there good. Go. I'm good to go. All right, let's take a look at our lineup as of right now with an asterisk subject to change. Treaty Oak uh, from uh, – Treaty Oak Ghost Hill Bourbon. We've got Treaty Oak Red-Handed Bourbon. Michter's Small Batch Bourbon, Heaven's Door Tennessee Bourbon, Stolen Whiskey. By the way, we didn't steal it. It's called Stolen. Woodford Reserve. You can't go wrong with that. Cooper's Craft Bourbon. Horse Soldier. We're going to have a vertical uh, sampling from Scotty Neal and his crew over at American Freedom Distillers. Hudson Baby Bourbon up from the uh, Empire State of New York. Mm -hmm. Ballatin Bourbon Ball Whiskey. We've got uh, three from Clyde Mays. We got a fourth one. Peter just brought oh, Peter a just real brought... nice cask. All right, Peter, Peter Corey just brought four. We've got four Clyde Mays from Alabama, High West American Prairie, Old Forster Birthday Bourbon that I brought from 2016, which I've, Dan O'Connor from uh, Breakthrough Beverage, Somalia Dave, one of your colleagues, yes. every year would give yes. me a bottle. I have not received my bottle in 2018, so just a little bit of a hint there. I, I told him that. I brought some Jack Daniels Sinatra Celebs. Hey, by the way, Tommy, do you want, a, do you want a sip of that? I'm taking this one. Go ahead. Oh, you want the Jeffersons? Well, we're going to get the Jeffersons, too. Not so fast, my friend. we got more coming. The Jack Daniels Sinatra Select. We've got John Drew Rye. You know, Jonathan Drew from Drew Estate Cigars. He's now gotten into the spirits business. The uh, Jonathan or John Drew Braxton Mash Destroyer, a bourbon and rum mash. Garrison Brothers Texas Straight Bourbon. Knob Creek plus the Knob Creek Single Barrel Select Rye that is uh, selected specifically by Jeff Borshowitz and Tommy Diadio for Corona Cigars and the Davidoff Store Lounge. That is from uh, barrel number 5947-115 proof. We've got the Jefferson's Presidential 17-year-old that Tommy just sampled. Jack Daniels Single Barrel, the Cigar Dave Alpha Selection. I actually have brought the bottle that uh, Master Distiller Jeff Arnett and I, three years ago this week, actually I selected from about 50 different barrels. We, did, we narrowed it from 50 to about 5, 5 to 3, and then I narrowed it down to one bottle, and it is lot number 10 dash G dash 21 
And it was uh, barrel number, let me see here. I've got to look at the barrel number that we selected here. Barrel number 154880, 94 proof. And with a gold marker, Jeff Arnett and I actually put the tasting notes. Caramel entry, clean center, soft oak finish, and my term, sweet complexity. So we're all going to try that. We'll see if my adjectives were correct. But I know that they are. And we've probably got some other samples of spirits that we will go along the way. So, Samadier Dave, without any further delay, let's do this. Let's start off. Why don't we start off with the Jack Daniels Single Barrel Cigar Dave Alpha Select that, by the way, at the time was available at the ABC Wine and Spirit Stores. We were going to put it in about 20 different stores. We actually did a tour. We were going to go to about five different stores. We had the barrel. We never made it, I think, past the first store, the uh, store on uh, Kennedy Boulevard in the Cigar City of Tampa. I'm going to take just a little sip of that. I will pour that for everybody just a little bit. We'll do that. We'll do that. I think we need some more. Uh, I have. Cups. I got a little. Yeah. Okay, a little bit of that. Fantastic. There you go. All right. Wow. Nice sweetness on the nose. And again, this is a single barrel. What was really unique about this single barrel is the fact that there were other barrels within two or three barrels of the barrel that I selected, and each one had a very different complexion. So without any further delay, let's say cheers, cheers on that. Nostrovia. Well, Chaim, as we start the 2018 Mega Bourbon and American Whiskey tasting here on the Cigar Dave Show. Now, a lot of warmth coming down. But not, not a, that hot. Not that it's hot. Smooth. Definitely oakiness. Mm -hmm. Let me take nice another flavor sip. On it. Mm -hmm. Gents, what do you think? We've got uh, Chris and Peter. Oh, come on over, guys. Chris Rich from uh, Heaven's Door Bourbon and Stolen Whiskey. Peter Corey of Clyde Mays Bourbon. Go ahead. Chris, what did you think? Oh, he's taking a sip. Hold on. Taking a sip. Here we go. It's got some warmth. It's actually fairly, fairly soft mm -hmm. on the palate. What's the proof on that? 94. 94. In fact, soft oak finish is what we put on it. definitely taste it. Sweet complexity. Soft. Good mouthfeel. Let's get Peter over on the microphone there. Peter, pop on over. What would you think? Again, from Clyde Mays Bourbon. I, I sort of wish that this was 6 p.m. and not noon. <laughs> well, don't worry about it because you know what? It's 6 p.m. somewhere around That's the world. Right. 6 p.m. somewhere. <laughs> Cheers. Mick the Brit at 6 p.m., so enjoy. Very, very good. All right, so we've got the very first uh, bourbon. Actually, this isn't a bourbon. This is a Tennessee whiskey. Mm -hmm. But one of the things about Jack Daniels that's very unique, they use a charcoal uh, filtering process where they slowly drip the Tennessee whiskey down through the, the, through. the charcoal. What that yeah. does is it picks up the corn oiliness, mm -hmm. any residue, and it's clean. Gentleman Jack does a second uh, a charcoal Correct. filtering after it comes out of the Correct. barrel. That's why that's my, one of my favorites, very, very smooth. Because that's when, why it's not a bourbon, because of that charcoal filtering. Well, also, right, they call it Tennessee whiskey. Mm -hmm. But when you, what's very interesting is when you taste bourbon, you will taste some of that oiliness, mm -hmm. and that kind of eliminates it, smooths it, gets some of the impurities, but very, very good. And again, I'm going to have to get up to see Jeff Arnett. Uh, in fact, uh, Dan O'Connor and I, it, it was, was great. Wonderful. We sold the thing out, and I still yeah. have, I think, two bottles left, including the original sample <laughs> bottle that I'm going to keep. That is a memento, and we'll take a picture of that. Sergeant Steve, go ahead, and we'll, we'll uh, put pictures of that at CigarDave.com and on social media. All right, so the first spirit is done, the Jack Daniels Single Barrel, the Cigar Dave Alpha Selection. 
tell you what, next up, what are we going to do here, Somalia? I was going to do it like I wrote it up, the Treaty Oak. Treaty Oak. Tell me about Treaty Oak. Treaty Oak is out of Texas. It's, in fact, the national sales manager is a friend of yours uh, who is now working with them. Treaty Oak is from their distillery. It's named after the 28-acre ranch in Dripping Springs, Texas. They have a Ghost Hill bourbon, and we're going to try a red-handed bourbon. It's been mashed, fermented, distilled, barreled, aged on site at Treaty Oak. So if it was a wine, it would be known as an estate bottling. Let me take a look at that bottle. I'm getting a lot of corn on the nose, yep. a lot of sweetness. And this, this looks like almost a medicinal, old-time pharmacy medicinal bottle. Correct. You're getting a lot of the producers to put. Wow, this is cool. Very small bottle. This is what, 240 it's milliliters? A, yeah. I've never seen that before. From Dripping Springs, Texas. Dripping Springs. Made grain to glass. All right, let's say cheers on this one. An we'll Australian. try this. Wow. Young. Yeah. But smooth. You well, can definitely got get the corn. Four, four years of aging. Is it really? It. Yeah. Mm. Got a lot of that corn sweetness. Yeah. Almost like when you get a, a corn mash or a white dog, they call it. Interesting. Treaty Oak Distilling. Treaty Oak Distilling. This is very, uh, again, we'll take pictures of this. I've never seen a bottle like this before. Again, this, this looks like if you told somebody... I need this bourbon for medicinal purposes. This I mean, is this, what is what, this is what the doctor would uh, the, you know, write the script for at the pharmacy. So, all right, Ghost Hill. Let's, uh, let's do the Treaty Oak. What's, give me the red-handed bourbon real quick. We'll Here try that one. All right, tell me about this in 20 seconds. So we have a double gold medal recipient from the 50 best bourbon listings. It's bourbon worth stealing. It's very thoughtful. It's a nice high grain of corn. Very flavorful, very smooth. All right, very interesting. A little bit more spiciness, not as much of that corn sweetness. Real quick, suggested retail for those 240 You're looking at 47 on the Ghost Hill and 36 on the Red Handed Barbie. All right, not inexpensive, so definitely no. on the expensive side. All right, when we come back, I think I still count. We've got about 26 more bourbons and American whiskeys for our mega bourbon and American whiskey tasting maneuver edition of the Cigar Dave Show. Question I receive most from connoisseurs. General, what is the newest cigar that I should try? Easy answer. Right now, it's the Gurkha Revenant. Very unique addition to the Gurkha portfolio. It comes in two different wrappers, a Corojo or a San Andrean Maduro wrapper. But what is unique about the Gurkha Revenant? It uses essentially the same Cameroon binder and some broadleaf in the filler. So you're going to get some unique sweetness. You're going to get some unique spice. The San Andres Maduro wrapper adds more sweetness with a little bit more of a unique complexion, whereas the Corojo, more of a medium-bodied balanced smoke. Try one of each. You can't go wrong. The brand-new Gurkha Revenant, available in Corojo and San Andres Maduro wrapper. Visit GurkhaCigars.com. With an unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy, it's time for National Cigar Litation Maneuvers. Well, we need a cigar that will pair up nicely with the American whiskeys and bourbons and ryes that we are going to be sampling. So I test Tommy Diadio, Tommy D, the Senior Executive Vice President of Spirits Procurement of the Davidoff of Geneva Store and Lounge in the Cigar City of Tampa and the three Corona Cigar Stores. I said, Tommy D, I will, allow, I will delegate you to select 
the National Cigar Litation Cigar today, and he has selected for me a magnificent stick, the new Davidoff Chef's Edition, an interesting collaboration with master blenders, master chefs, various chefs from around the world, and they start with pronounced notes, so they look for oak and pepper and licorice and coffee and chocolate and cumin and eucalyptus and they try to get it all together and they try various different blends that's what a chef does they take various ingredients they put it all together and that's exactly what Davidoff did with their chef's edition 2008 only 5,000 boxes worldwide 5,000 boxes of 10 suggested retail is $30 one size only a toro Six inches in length with a 52 ring gauge. And as we know, ring gauge is expressed in diameter of an inch. So 52 sixty-fourths of an inch in diameter for this uh, Davidoff Chef's Edition 2018. The wrapper is from the Dominican Republic. The binder is a Mexican San Andreas Maron Maduro. The filler, some Dominican Republic Piloto Visus some Dominican Yamasa Visus, some San Vicente Mejorado Lejero, and from Nicaragua, some Esteli Visus. So we've got uh, a nice two-country blend with one, two, three, four different fillers. And again, when you're a chef, you use various ingredients, you put it all together, and the Davidoff Chef's Edition 2008 is what we will enjoy today. And as I mentioned, not an expensive, super premium cigar, $30 per stick. Cigar altering and highly sharpened leaf exposing device. Self sharpening double edged stainless steel guillotine ready to go. And I should I should mention that I gotta thank Marky Mark, the uh, general manager here at Davidoff of uh, Geneva Store and Lounge in the Cigar City. When I came today, he had a whole assortment of accoutrements: cutters, scissors, piercers, multiple litation devices, all filled with butane. Marky Mark, nice work. Maximum BTU flame-throwing and heat-producing apparatus. Well, he brought me this giant uh, Lotus Vertigo device with four different flames, and he's got it on the max setting. So when you're done uh, lighting your cigar, you can use this to weld steel beams and a skyscraper, should you uh, desire. Put this on the back of your car, and it becomes the Batmobile. Cigar, Cigar pre-lightation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one. Perfect cut, as always. And I will now toast the foot of this Davidoff Chef's Edition 2018. For $30, I'm going to make sure I savor and enjoy every single huff. Fantastic, Samadhi Dave. You have not conducted litation yet. What are you waiting for? Well, usually I'm already halfway through yeah. my cigar. Three quarters you, of the way yeah, through. Yeah, you All usually right. let mm. me know that. Great draw. Very nice. Mm. Nice notes. Nice taste on the palate. Mm. Has a great aroma to it. Love it. Mm. Take a few puffs here. Tell you what, getting some... Getting some nice uh, pepper. Almost like digging into a nice New York strip that's been Pittsburgh style medium rare with some nice peppercorns on the top. Very nice. Take a few more puffs. Outstanding. 
perfect selection. Tommy D, nice work. The Davidoff Chef's Edition 2018. From Davidoff, our cigar that we have uh, just lit for the National Cigar Litation Ceremony that we will pair up with all of the bourbons, whiskeys, and rye whiskeys that we will sample today. In fact, this reminds me, I like this cigar. I'm going to have to talk to uh, Rich over at uh, Davidoff and make sure he uh, saves me a box. There's only 5,000 boxes. i got to make sure he stashes a few for me. All right, Sommelier Dave Cavanis rejoins us. We've got a special guest that uh, has just joined us right now, Chris Rich of uh, Spirit Investment Partners. They are involved with Heaven's Door Bourbon and Stolen Whiskey. And one of my favorite bourbons... That was introduced to me, got to be now about five-plus years ago from Samadhi Day. Oh, yeah. Angel's Envy. He said, General, you're going to love, love it. This. The guys that started Woodford Reserve, the master distiller, try this. The bottle is unique, and it really has become a huge hit, so much so that I want to say about maybe two years ago, the company was sold. Angel's Envy was sold. And to actually, Bacardi. Bacardi to, to Bacardi. Yep. And actually, they're doing so well that they, are, they just finished building a new distillery. They're talking about building another new distillery um, because business has been so good. And Lincoln Henderson, mm-hmm. who is now deceased, mm-hmm. was, uh, we've had him on the show. Sure. Great guy to have on. Great passion for what he was doing. And now, interesting story, Chris. After the sale... You have a sales team, you've got distillers, you've got a whole crew out there <laughs> wanting to do something. And here you are. Here we are. We launched the brand uh, end of April, beginning of May, and we've got uh, all the team back together that uh, was involved in the beginning with building Angel's Envy and uh, launched the, the brand uh, Heaven's Door along with another gentleman people are familiar with named uh, Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. Here you go. You see his name written right on the label on the back. So how is Bob Dylan involved on this? He's part owner. He owns 35% of the brand. He does. Yep. Okay. Like a rock. Yep. A few years ago, he decided uh, he was interested in getting the whiskey business, and uh, our, uh, our people caught wind of that and started the, the conversations to get involved. And uh, three years later, we have Heaven's Door. All right. And by the way, very unique bottle. Very mm-hmm. s- Not quite like the Angel's Envy bottle, but again, a very unique bottle that um, has some, not really, it's got, just looking at it, Initially, the profile, how it kind of narrows, it kind of starts narrow and then widens out, flares out. But uh, you've got some interesting things on the front that are like uh, embossed on here. That are Well, Bob Dylan does sculpturing. I didn't know that. So that He's a welder and does yeah. metal work and welding, has a welding studio. And that's in honor of that. I, never, I did not know that. Now, where does Bob Dylan reside now? L.A., I believe. He's in L.A. Okay, his his ironwork studio is in L.A. All right. It's called the Black Buffalo. The Black Buffalo. I like that. And, uh, of course, I know Bob as Robert Allen Zimmerman way back <laughs> from his days uh, in Duluth when he was born in Duluth, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. But now he's in Malibu. But how do you, I wonder how you, got, how do you get Robert Allen Zimmerman to Bob Dylan? Well, Bob, the Robert I get. But I'm trying to figure out the, the, the other day. But in any event, uh, good old Bob Dylan. So is he actually a bourbon drinker, I would assume? Yes, he is a whiskey drinker, and he was involved uh, in, the, in the blending and the process as we came uh, with, with coming up with the taste profile and whatnot with the whiskeys. Now, I believe Lincoln Henderson's son uh, was very active as well in Angel's Envy. Now he's the master distiller for Heaven's Store? No, no, Wes Henderson is still with Angel's Envy. He still is. This is uh, a different project separate from Gotcha, from so totally separate. Yes, sir. Okay, just a lot of the same crew with the same background experience. All right, so as I say cheers, tell me about this Heaven's Door 
Tennessee. This is Tennessee bourbon. Tennessee bourbon. Tennessee. And you're building a distillery in Nashville. In Nashville, yep. A beautiful uh, facility that we're going to be uh, building in a 140-year-old church about two blocks away from Broadway. And uh, this Tennessee bourbon here is uh, six and a half years aged. It's 70% corn, 22 rye, and 8 barley. A nice high rye mash bill, 22%, which shows. Got a nice spicy edge to it. Uh, very powerful. Very powerful bourbon for only 90. Uh, 90 proof. Our other two whiskeys are pretty mellow and tame, so this one uh, they intentionally wanted to have a nice, spicy, edgy, powerful backbone to it, and it shows. So I know like Angel's Envy, it took a while because you can't just say, great, we're going to start distilling whiskey. It's an aging process, four years, five years, six years. So in the interim, you were working with some other distilleries on the juice, and then you will, but you're putting it through what, a secondary kind of fermentation similar to Angel's Envy? Uh, this isn't a, a finished bourbon like Angel's Envy is. We do have uh, a rye whiskey that's finished in uh, French oak. They're actually called cigar barrels, ironically. Okay. Uh, and, uh, and our double barrel is a unique Tennessee uh, blend, uh, putting it through Lincoln County process, charcoal mellowing, mellowing right. mentioned earlier, and uh, finished in a new charred oak barrel for an extra year. So we are playing with some unique angles with the different whiskeys, um, but uh, this specific bourbon is not a finished bourbon. Okay, so you have total now of three in the heaven's door. Now we've got stolen whiskey. Now tell me about stolen. That's kind of an interesting, the bottle's unique. There's a little, I like, uh, the, it almost looks like somebody took a Sharpie and scratched out what this whiskey was originally. So barrel finished with smoke oak staves. Tell me about this. Okay, so that is our stolen American whiskey. It is uh, over 11 years old. It's 100% corn whiskey, which is uh, very unique to have an age statement like that on 100% corn whiskey. Uh, I believe later on you're going to be tasting a Hudson Baby Bourbon, which That's is right. also 100% corn whiskey. Um, so uh, that corn mash bill is going to put a nice sweeter front to it, um, aged over 11 years in all used bourbon barrels. So if it was in New Oak, we could potentially call it a bourbon, but it's just going to be an American whiskey, a little and, sweeter. And I see that you're working with St. Petersburg Distillery. They're, they're doing our bottling very and nice. uh, a little bit of our finishing, yes. Yeah, nice, very nice. Uh, one of the craft distillers that they built a big distillery number of years ago, so that's great. So stolen whiskey, and what does this retail for a bottle? Retail on that's around $39.99, and the, the Heaven's Door Tennessee Bourbon's at $49.99 retail. Yeah, and I'll tell you, both very different in for terms sure. of, of the flavor. Uh, definitely, I would say the stolen whiskey, a little bit softer, not as uh, complex, but very nice. Take one more sip. And it's mm. a unique package. It is. And a great story on Smooth. why it's called stolen. Why is it called stolen? We're basically up front that we don't have a distillery. We are going around or and sourcing or stealing, if you will. So the, this was a stolen whiskey. We stole it from Indiana originally. So it MGP. is produced at MGP. Our <laughs> friends over at MGP And by the Indiana. way, I've got to say that I don't know why a lot of people want to hide the fact with MGP, they which should. is the old Seagram's distillery. Correct. They have got, first of all, incredible volume of spirits, but they age their spirits. They really do a great job. And, in fact, they were coming out with their own brands, but everybody wanted to kind of hide away from that fact. Similar in the cigar industry, where a lot of companies would go to, for example, Placencia Cigar. But they'd say, oh, no, 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 we, we don't want to tell who makes it. But now they're like, yeah, because Placencia has great uh, tobacco, great manufacturing processes. They know how to age their cigars. Same thing with MGP. And now you've got the luxury of saying, okay, now we're going to be putting some other brands down the road as you open your distillery, but now you're in the business because otherwise you can't make uh, that. You just can't put out anything because there's that aging process. You can't rush the hands of time. And a lot of these whiskeys, they are trying to rush a little bit, and they're right. releasing two- and three-year-old whiskeys that I just 
Or there's a young, reason. There's a like reason corn. there's four to six years right. on average for a bourbon because it needs that time in the barrel. No, I've gotten a whole bunch of samples from MGP, and I will tell you that their stuff is fantastic. And the ability to blend, and they've got tons of rye, they've got tons of bourbon, other American whiskeys. They really do a nice job. And uh, look, Angel's Envy started with MGP, mm-hmm. and sure there's did. no question. Uh, and but they put a secondary finish on it, which you're doing with one of the other Heaven's Doors. So I think that's great, and it allows people to see the brand while you build your distillery, and then you can certainly start working on other projects, which is fantastic. And the actual, when a person drinks whiskey, all they want to know is, does it taste good? Yeah. Am I enjoying it? Can I afford it? Right. Most people don't say, okay, it comes from here. It's from, a lot of them will say, hey, I like this. This is smooth. It's a little soft. It's got a little spice to it. And I think that's the important thing, that sometimes we get too technical with what we're talking about. And my answer is, people say, you know, uh, when, when someone says, well, give me the tasting notes, I'm like, it tastes good. It tastes good. It's smooth. It's, it's got a little spice to it, whatever the case is. So Heaven's Door now, we're going to start seeing your other three uh, brands, or your other three uh, 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 bourbons. They're going to start being available. They are available. Currently available, the three that we launched with are the Tennessee Bourbon, the Double Barrel Whiskey, and our rye. And then we've got a fourth coming in November, which is a 10-year Tennessee Bourbon 100-proof that is gorgeous. 10-year Tennessee? Yep. Yeah. Right. Well, we'll have to try that some yes. Dave. Definitely. Fantastic. All right. Well, congratulations. And again, Heaven's Door. I love the packaging. The whiskey is fantastic. Chris Rich from Heaven's Door Bourbon Stolen Whiskey. A lot more coming out from Heaven's Door. Can't wait to get that uh, down the road. Tell you what, let's do this. Let's take a short time out. Then when we come back, Somalia Dave, we're going to have to kick it up big time because I am looking at some Michters. I think we've got some Woodford Reserve. We've got some Cooper's Craft, uh, Horse Soldier. Uh, we've got the Clyde Mays from Alabama that I can't wait to try. Then a couple of goodies that we've thrown in here. So we're going to try to hit Our goal is 30. I'm not sure we're going to hit them, but we're going to sample around and move around. But we'll list every one of the bourbons that we have available here at CigarDave.com. It is our mega bourbon and American whiskey tasting edition of the Cigar Dave Show as we celebrate the end of National Bourbon Heritage Month. I had the pleasure of knowing the late, great Avo Uvesian, the man behind the Avo lineup of cigars. And Avo had a great saying. He would tell me, savor every note. Well, one cigar that I can tell you, you will savor every puff, savor every note, is the Avo Heritage. It was developed for the cigar connoisseur seeking a fuller-bodied cigar. Strength, complexity, impeccable smoothness, nice notes of spice. If you are looking for a cigar that delivers... Full-bodied richness, impeccable smoothness, savor every note of the spice-laden Avo heritage. Available at DavidoffGeneva.com. As I enjoy my Davidoff Chef's Edition 2018, quick uh, news item here revolving around bourbon. Four Roses Distillery. 50 employees went on strike at the beginning of September at their main distillery and at their Cox Creek facility in Lawrence, uh, their main distillery in Lawrenceburg, uh, Kentucky. Good news. They settled the strike a week ago yesterday. They went back to work this week. Apparently, the dispute uh, involved uh, whether or not there would be uh, uh, language giving workers the option to keep current sick leave policy or sign up for a short-term disability plan. And the head of the union said that there's no animosity between 
the uh, workers, the guys in the company, just business, and they're looking forward to getting back to work to making bourbon. And the the, uh, union did it at a very strategic time, had their guys picketing during the national or the uh, Kentucky Bourbon Heritage Festival. So clearly that's not kind of the optics you want, but they got it settled. All right, Samadier Dave, next up, let's talk about Michter's Small Batch Bourbon. Michter's is been produced since 1753, right northwest of Philadelphia in the old Shanks, Tomas Shanks, Swiss Mennonite, who was making whiskeys. George Washington was buying the whiskeys, helped fund the American Revolution. It has since progressed, was repurchased, brought to Shively, uh, Kentucky, to where uh, it is being produced right now. All right, say cheers on that. We'll take a sip. The uh, original, nice vanilla notes on the uh, on the on the nose, and uh, smooth. Not a lot of spice. No bite. This is their small batch mm. bourbon. It is aged at least five years, and it's going to be ninety four ninety one point four percent. Has a lot of good flavor. It's about seventy two percent corn. But it's got the corn. But because it's properly aged, you don't right. have that sweet corny. That corn taste. Well, that comes from the original distiller, which was uh, Dr. No, and now he has retired, and now it's gone to Pam Howman, who used to work for Maker's Mark for a lot of years. All right, suggested retail for the Michter's Small Batch. On the Michter's Small Batch, we're looking at $39. All right, let's go to the the Woodford. I brought the remnants of a a bottle of Woodford that I have, and uh, they're the official bourbon. I believe for the, the Kentucky, Kentucky Derby, Derby when they make their mint juleps. And as you talk about it, I'm going to say cheers. So Woodford is over there in Versailles, Kentucky. What you're going to get is a clean, brilliant, honey amber look. The aroma should be rich with dry fruit, hints mm-hmm. of mint and oranges. And you should have a little bit of a cocoa, faint vanilla, tobacco spice. Getting with a lot it. of citrus. And I, now I get that little mint in the back of the palate. And we've had their ambassador on before, and he talked about why Woodford is different, how they use the grains and the stills, and, and how they do the whole distillation process. But very, very nice. And th- you're right. It's got a little bit of minty freshness on the back of the sure. palate. I'll tell you what would be great. Put a little drizzle on this, on a little bit of uh, maybe like a little sorbet, mm-hmm. a neutral sorbet. And right. that would be a nice, refreshing uh, cleansing of the palate between courses. Your finish should be really silky smooth, almost creamy at first, and then it would be long, warm, satisfying all the way through. And suggested retail for the You're looking fruit. anywhere at $36, $39 a bottle. All right, so about 35 to 40 bucks a bottle. All right, next up, Sommelier Dave, let's do this. Let's celebrate with the old Forster Birthday Bourbon. Now, the old Forster Birthday Bourbon comes out every single year right around uh, the fall and it is uh, they like to call it the whiskey of your dreams um <laughs> yeah because you dream year, if you could get it now this is from 2000 let me see 2016 16 this is the 2016 when it was bottled so this is three years old but this year is a little different because it will be the first birthday bourbon to be bottled at the old forster new distillery uh, on Louisville's iconic Whiskey Row, Correct. the spot, same spot where it existed prior to Prohibition, the Old Forster, the birthday bourbon, a special release to commemorate the, fo- the birthday of its founder, George Garvin Brown, September 2nd, 
And they, I mean, it's about 100 bucks a bottle, only 2,400 six-bottle cases, and they use the select of the select. I will say cheers on this one. This is going to be really rich. Dark cherry cobbler notes. Should be a long oh, yeah. finish, maybe herbal lemon well, finish. Well, two years ago when President Donald J. Trump won the election, there you on go. election night the next morning at 7 a.m. I was in my office. One of my colleagues, I brought him into my office. I had a bottle of, of, uh, of Old Forster birthday bourbon from 2010. Open that up. We celebrated to President Donald J. Trump. Make America great again. And Old Forster <laughs> bourbon always making bourbon great. Question I receive most from connoisseurs. General, what is the newest cigar that I should try? Easy answer. Right now, it's the Gurkha Revenant. Very unique addition to the Gurkha portfolio. It comes in two different wrappers, a Corojo or a San Andrean Maduro wrapper. But what is unique about the Gurkha Revenant? It uses essentially the same Cameroon binder and some broadleaf in the filler. So you're going to get some unique sweetness. You're going to get some unique spice. The San Andres Maduro wrapper adds more sweetness with a little bit more of a unique complexion, whereas the Corojo, more of a medium-bodied balance smoke. Try one of each. You can't go wrong. The brand-new Gurkha Revenant, available in Corojo and San Andres Maduro wrapper. Visit GurkhaCigars.com. Welcome back. Hour number two of the Cigar Dave Show, the global five-star and global alpha male in chief, front and center, your commanding officer. And wherever you may be, we hope that you are enjoying your bourbon and whiskey tasting maneuvers. And the great thing is you don't need to have the 30-plus whiskeys and bourbons that we have us uh, in front of us today. You can get four or five guys together and say, all right, we're each going to put in 20, 30 bucks. And we're going we're to go purchase maybe four bottles of bourbons or American whiskeys. We're going to get some steaks. We're going to put them on the grill. We're each going to have a cigar or two. We're going to have about four or five hours of great camaraderie, some laughs, some jokes, enjoying tasting maneuvers. You don't have to make this a formal process. It should be fun. It should be enjoyable. It should, would, it should be with friends or, of course, members of your harem you can never go wrong with. And I've got some friends front and center. We're rejoined by Sommelier Dave front and center. Sommelier Dave, I think we've knocked off now about uh, maybe seven or eight different bourbons and whiskeys. We're going to have to pick up the pace here in our number we two. We sure will, and I know we will. All right, we've got a guest that will join us in just a moment. But, Somalia Dave, we're talking about the popularity of American whiskeys and bourbons. And the sign of popularity is when the foreign distilleries and the uh, scotch producers and the big global beverage giants want to get in on the action on craft distilling. The Edrington Group, which we know very well, the parent company of McAllen, Glen Ross, Highland Park. Uh, we had them at the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the flight line this past February. They were participating as spirits company with great rum and whiskeys and tequilas. They have just formed a strategic partnership with Wyoming Whiskey in Kirby, Wyoming. They are going to become part of Edrington's portfolio. Wyoming Whiskey was uh, founded back in 2009. And they've got their single barrel, their barrel-proof bourbons, their double cast, their steamboat. And what's very interesting is they're not the only one getting involved, Somalier Dave, as Ron Popeil would say. But wait, there's, there's more. more. Diageo. The, isn't Diageo the largest? Yeah, they are currently. Currently. Huge. 
They have just entered into a strategic partnership, uh, or should I say a joint venture with, this, uh, with a Westward American uh, single malt, which is uh, made at the House Spirits Distillery in Portland, Oregon. And the deal includes investment in both the facility and inventory, as well as the Westward brand. Now, majority ownership and control will still remain with Wester, uh, Westward's founder and investors, including Joe Montana, there former uh, uh, NFL San Francisco sure. 49er great, member of the Hall of Fame. But what we are seeing now is when the big international conglomerates want to get on the action, they have FOMO. You know what FOMO is? <laughs> A lot of money. No? Fear of missing out. Sure. Well, that's what Budweiser did with InBev. That's they it. went and bought up all the little craft that's right. beer companies. That's exactly right. So doing the same thing. Now, Sommelier Dave, we sampled the Michter's uh, small batch bourbon. Small batch. Michter's has, uh, a number of years ago, had a release called their US-1 Toasted Barrel Finish. But it was off the market for three years because of inventory problems. This month, Michter's announced that the U.S. 1 Toasted Barrel Finished Bourbon will be released in limited quantities. And what is interesting is they take their straight bourbon, then they age it for an additional period of uh, 18 months in a second custom-made barrel that is assembled from air-dried wood and then toasted but not charred. And by keeping that, using that toasting, it adds a unique taste, and flavor profile. It's bottled at 91.4 proof, the same proof as the current US-1 small batch bourbon offering. Suggested retail price, 60 bucks. Limited distribution. Samadier Dave, if I you guarantee can find if you can it. find it. I'm getting asked by a lot of people about it. Years ago, I talked to Willie Pratt, who was the Dr. No I referred to. He said it was just something he experimented with, like when he was working with Bron Foreman. And he didn't think it would go much to anything, and it took off. Everybody wanted it, and now he's brought it back through Pam Howman, who's doing their distilling, and it sold out. We got X amount of cases in our distribution, and they're already into the system. So if you can find it, buy it. All right. Well, some new spirits that uh, you will be able to find and buy uh, come from or will be coming from the state of Alabama. Now, what's interesting is Alabama not exactly known to be a distilling mecca, but we have got Peter Corey of Conica Ridge Distillery in Alabama. They are the distillers or will be the distillers of Clyde Mays Bourbon. Peter, you're from Syracuse. My, uh, we're, we're, I'm an alum of Syracuse University, so we have a lot in common. That's correct, and... Uh we were talking earlier about uh, the change in weather that's occurring up there now and uh, uh, talking to some of my old friends. They're, they're kind of putting away their uh, pools and boats and they're getting ready and fire up their uh, snowblowers for the oncoming onslaught. And We know that all too well of what that's like. December will be 30 years that I have been a resident of the Cigar City of Tampa. I am proud to say in 30 years I have never once looked at a snowblower bought a snowblower, or come near a snowblower. Because when people say, I need you to come up and do an event, like in the middle of January or February, like in the Northeast or Chicago or uh, uh, Milwaukee, my answer is, we'll wait until May or June. 
Exactly. Not happening. Yeah. No interest. But a great restaurant we used to love called Aunt Josie's. Yes. Right uh, north of down Salina Street, yes. downtown Syracuse. There's an institution. Yes. Best baked ziti in the pot anywhere in the world. And it was a Mecca. And uh, sorry to say it's gone out of business. And uh, uh, there are a couple left. And we, yep. we talked about Josie's on the circle. Yep. And, how nice that is to get back there. I was back there recently for a high school reunion and made a stop in specially uh, for some of their offerings, and I've filled up. Well, I know that if I were to stop at the Varsity uh, in Syracuse right now to go get a couple of slices at our great pizza, I would look right above where the kitchen is, and they've got banners of every single team the Syracuse Orangemen play in football, and it's a tradition. Every time you beat them, you flip it over. Right now, there'll be four in a row flipped over. The Syracuse Orangemen, four uh, wins in a row. Unbelievable. Yeah, they're really having a good season. It's tough great to see. Tough game today at Clemson. We'll see what happens. All right, let's talk about Clyde Mays Bourbon. Who was Clyde Mays? Okay, so Clyde Mays, a real person, uh, was born in uh, 1922, and uh, at the age of 13, he discovers moonshining. He's from southeastern Alabama, around Troy, Alabama, and uh, goes off and serves at the age of 21 in the Army, comes home, decorated veteran, uh, Purple Heart and Bronze Star, starts a big family. He's a farmer, a logger, and a moonshiner. He discovers moonshining and is a means of helping his family uh, sustain themselves. And so he really has from 1946 until 1971, a 25-year run. And uh, he's not just your average moonshiner. What he's doing, which is much different, is he's actually taking some of his moonshine and he's putting it in, ready, American white oak charred barrels. At the time, that's revolutionary. But he's doing it and he's using it as his Christmas offerings for his friends. At the end of the process, we through discovery of trial and error, he finds that by taking uh, green apple slices, baking them and putting them in at the end, that that uh, imparts a little bit of smoothness to the whiskey. Hence, the Alabama style is born. And so that's where the Alabama style comes from. And we pay homage to Clyde, uh, who, by the way, never sold a legal bottle of whiskey in his life. Uh, we pay homage to him by putting uh, his pictures, he and his family, on every label. So it's proud heritage. Fantastic. Now, you're building a distillery. There is, up here to four, there was no distilleries in Alabama. That's correct. It's, it's sort of a, you know, I was up and I did an event last night and I was asking a trivia question. Lynchburg, Tennessee is celebrating 152 years of Jack Daniels of distilling. And I asked the question, does anybody know uh, how many years Alabama's been uh, celebrating legal distilling, and and the, and you know the answer is that they legalized distilling in November 2013. So they got a little bit of catching Long up to way do. to go. Yeah. So uh, you know, of course, what what Clyde's son Kenny did in 2001 to take the brand illegal, since they didn't like being pursued by the law, is he took it up to Kentucky, and he was getting his recipe made up there, and then. He was bringing it back and distributing it. And they did that for about a dozen years, uh, really as a regional brand. And it wasn't until uh, the group that I'm with stepped in in 2014 and purchased it. And uh, we took it to, to the next level, national distribution. So, All right. So, Samadier Dave, we have just poured the straight whiskey. The Clyde Mays straight bourbon, bourbon whiskey. whiskey. And uh, tell me about this, Peter. So, this is a five and six year old 
Kentucky bourbon. Uh, we uh, are contracting this with a very prominent Kentucky distillery. Until your distillery is up and running. That's correct. Okay. Yeah, we're, you know, we're in the process of doing that. God, it's got a nice sweetness, a very fruity nose to it. Yeah, this has got a high corn content, uh, 70% corn. All right, we'll say cheers. We'll take a sip. The Clyde Mays Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Nice brown sugar, some baked apricot. Now, you said something about the baked apple. Yeah, that's in the Alabama that's style. Oh, it's in the Alabama, the Alabama style. Okay, so this is a straight bourbon whiskey. Straight bourbon. Correct. But i got to tell you, this has got some sweet warmth on yeah. the palate. On the CDWF, the Cigar Dave Warm Factor <laughs> Scale, this is about an 8.7. I mean, it's got some nice warmth coming down. You get a little bit of spice on there, some fruit. Mm-hmm. Very nice. I like a the long bottle. finish, yeah. Yeah, very Beautiful. smooth. Not a lot of sizzle to it. Not a lot of bite. Very pleasant. Suggested retail of the Clyde Mays Straight Bourbon Whiskey. About $40. Okay, very nice. Now, you mentioned that Clyde Mays is the, what is the fastest growing uh, bourbon whiskey now, according to one of the... Yeah, according to A.C. Nielsen, it tracks uh, sales through the register. Clyde Mays is the fastest growing American whiskey in America. All right, next up is the Alabama style. Now, this is the one... That Clyde used to put the little baked apple into. Right. This is the Alabama style. You're going to notice that you're going to get a little bit of a nose here, a little bit of sweetness. Oh, yeah. So when Clyde made this, he gave this to the people that bought his regular white corn. It was like a little Christmas gift. Here, thank you for being one of my patrons. Here's my Alabama style. Okay, I'll take a sip here. Very subtle on the sweetness. Yeah. Smooth. Very subtle, little woodiness, very smooth, not a lot of warmth, no bite whatsoever. No. No. And very what I, smooth. And what I will tell people, and we're very cautious uh, about not calling this a flavored whiskey, as soon as you say that you add a little bit of right. uh, sweetness to it, right away people will assume, oh, that's a flavored whiskey, I'm not interested. Instead, what we say that it's a whiskey with a little flavor added. Very nice. Now, the next one we go to is the straight rye whiskey. Now, rye... Making a very big comeback right now. We're going to sample a few ryes. Rye was the original American spirit. Sure uh, was. Distilled spirit. George Washington, rye in his recipe. Yeah. And when we think about rye, a lot of spiciness, a lot of pepper notes, just a lot of sizzle, a lot of strength to it. So tell me about the Clyde Mays Straight Rye. Okay, so this product is brand new. It is just coming out uh, within the last week or so. Uh, it's got it's, a very fragrant aroma to it. Yeah, and we've been trying this for the last couple of years, anxious to get it to a point where we could release it, uh, obviously sitting on it, knowing the popularity that Rye has been experiencing, uh, watching uh, all of those sales figures. So uh, the response has been extremely positive. Uh, it's got a big Rye content, 95% Rye. Wow, so let's say cheers. And what's the proof on this? 94. 94, Okay. Oh, yeah, but you know what? There's no heat on it. No heat, and i got to tell you. i got a little sweetness. i got a little sweetness with a little bit of spice, yeah. but it's it's very smooth. Very this tasty. is great. Right. This is very smooth. I thought this was going to be, you know, like, Over a, the like top, a shot right straight your face. up. Yeah. No, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Now, what makes it, why is it that you're able to get out of this 95% rye content such smoothness? You know, I, I, you know I'm not the distiller, uh, but uh, I'm sure that wow. uh, they would tell you that uh, there's... Flawless execution and the handling of the product and the barrels that they're Plus using. Right, and in, in the aging. All right, now next up 
All right, we this are is, going to the big boy. Yeah, this is something special that I brought uh, just for you. Just for me. Uh, very right. limited supply. This is our cask product. Okay. This happens to be the nine-year-old, and so what you're, you know, about to taste is an Alabama style. So we do add a little bit of that green apple cinnamon right. at the end. Nine-year-old bourbon is what we start with. We can't call it bourbon because right. we add the green apple at the end. Right. So Alabama style whiskey, nine years of age. 117. No, wait a minute. What one, proof was that? 117. Uh, 117. That is right. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I had to do a double take. I'm like, wait a minute. And if I covered that up, and oftentimes we do when we do these tastings and challenge people to tell us, do you think that that's 117? You'll never believe it. No, you wouldn't because it didn't come down hot. No, it, it's not hot, but boy, it's got some it, majors kick to it. It's if you look at a lot it's of rich. the major distilleries, especially Scotland, they do a lot of barrel strength bottling of their whiskeys. Wow, this has got a lot of strength. There's no question about it. This has got some serious kick. Let me take one more sip. Mm. But again, definitely more strength, but not that's going to knock you down and say, whoa, man, right. anywhere near there. Yeah, crazy. No, and it's very affordable in the market. All right, so we've got all from Clyde May. So now the cast strength, very limited when... Tell us where it's where is it distributed now? So uh, Clyde Mays is distributed here in Florida. You can find it in Wing Dixie, Walgreens, Walmart, uh, Total Wine, ABC. So all of the main. But is it around the country? Because we're syndicated yes. coast to coast. Yes, um, and you know I I can't speak specifically to all of the uh, different states. What is available? But in, it's available nationally. Okay. It's available in all fifty states. And uh, distribution is growing. Obviously, Total Wine, which has a big footprint uh, as a retailer, uh, right. carries an extensive line of it. Um, but it's growing in popularity by leaps and bounds. Well, that is absolutely fantastic. I will tell you what, Samadhi Dave, we talked about a hot toddy. Yep, there you go. You know, when we go into this time of year, we want to talk about some bourbon and American whiskey-related uh, cocktails and libations. We go into cold and flu season. Now, I take a flu shot, so I try to avoid the flu. But every so often, you get that URI, the upper respiratory infection, and you get nasally, and you're stuffed up in the congestion. I'm going to tell you, a hot toddy with a little bit of this Clyde Mays cast strength Alabama-style whiskey. Knock it right out. little warmth. I think that would be very soothing and very medicinal. Yes, you would. <laughs> It'd be like an ounce and a third of the Clyde Mays, maybe four or five of the cloves. A lemon twist, about a quarter ounce of lemon juice, teaspoon of brown sugar, and some hot water. Go for it. It's easy to make. Yeah, very easy. It's better than hot tea, I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell you what else. When you do make a hot toddy, let that steam just get your nose because the Bring aroma of the bourbon or the rye whiskey or the American whiskey will start going up. And uh, it's almost as good as Vicks VapoRub, but not quite. <laughs> <laughs> I was unexpected. But, but I will tell you, it tastes better than Vicks VapoRub. Not yeah. that I've tasted Vicks VapoRub, right. but in any event. All right, so uh, Peter, uh, Corey of uh, Conica Ridge Distillers, Clyde Mays, uh, Alabama-style bourbon, your uh, Kentucky bourbon. Fantastic. We appreciate you joining us and can't wait. When, when this becomes more readily available, you got to get me a bottle of that cast strength. I'll put that in the Pleasure Palace bar. Well, you've no got doubt it, Dave, it. and thank you so much for having us. Appreciate that and your support of the brand. And uh, I'll take care of that bottle personally. Absolutely. Great stuff. We appreciate it. And go Cuse. Go Orange. Yeah, go Orange. Fantastic. All right, Somalia, Dave, let's continue on. Let's go to the High West American Prairie. Tell me about this one. This is Utah, isn't it? Yeah, it's Utah, and you were just talking about large conglomerates buying up small little distilleries and that. This is 
uh, Constellation, who is one of the largest out of purveyor. Central New York, Finger Lakes. There you go. They uh, purchased this brand probably about four or five years ago. It's out of Utah. This is their American Prairie. It's 92 proof. What you're going to get is 75% corn, 21% rye, 4% barley malt. Going to get a little bit of light caramel, sweet vanilla on the aroma. It's going to be very rich and earthy. You're going to maybe get a little candy corn out of it with a finish of vanilla. Yeah, definitely. Some, you're right, that candy corn yeah, on the nose. Yeah, candy corn will stand Yeah, let me down. take a sip here. It's from the barrel. The vanilla, always from the ver- barrel. Oh, yeah. Very very nice. Maybe you a little that vanilla. Yeah. caramel apple, too, will be with it. And it's affordable. It's $38 a bottle, mm. depending on where you might live. Fantastic. This is very good. And I will tell you this, that uh, one of the interesting nuances of High West is when you visit the distillery and you buy, a, they won't let you buy one bottle. They make you buy a minimum of eight bottles, one for you and one for each of your seven wives. <laughs> so this way you're all squared away and none of the seven wives feels jealous because you got to have seven little houses. You know, it's one of those Utah things. Just Beautiful. kidding. All right. Next up, we're going to uh, go to the Knob Creek. Now, we talked to... Frederick Booker Noe III, Fred Noe, master distiller over at Jim Beam. And his father was the original, uh, originally came out with a single malt bourbon, small batch bourbon. And the first one that came out was the Knob Creek. And this was an interesting story because nobody had done it, small batch, nine years of age, and very distinctive packaging and bottle, and it absolutely went right through the roof. So let me take a sip of this. Wow, this has got great sweetness, a little maple on the nose. We'll say cheers. Take a sip of the Knob Creek. Oh, a lot of flavor, some mm-hmm. nice woodiness, wood nose. Aged nine years, so it's very smooth. Now, that's the Knob Creek. When we come back for Corona Cigars and the Davidoff of Geneva Store and Lounge, uh, Corona Cigars, Jeff Borshowitz, Tommy Diadio. They select their own barrel. There's a Knob Creek single barrel select rye whiskey, 115 proof that we'll sample. We'll get into some other rye when our mega tasting of bourbon and American whiskeys continues as we conclude National Bourbon Heritage Month on the Cigar Dave Show. I had the pleasure of knowing the late, great Avo Uvesian, the man behind the Avo lineup of cigars. And Avo had a great saying. He would tell me, savor every note. Well, one cigar that I can tell you, you will savor every puff, savor every note, is the Avo Heritage. It was developed for the cigar connoisseur seeking a fuller-bodied cigar. Strength, complexity, impeccable smoothness, nice notes of spice. If you are looking for a cigar that delivers... Full-bodied richness, impeccable smoothness, savor every note of the spice-laden Avo heritage. Available at DavidoffGeneva.com. Well, there's a very important reason why we're playing the great Frank Sinatra, the chairman of the board. Not only because we enjoy his music, not only because he was a alpha male extraordinaire, but because as we celebrate our mega tasting of bourbons and American whiskeys as we wrap up National Bourbon Heritage Month. We will be enjoying some Jack Daniels Sinatra Select. Comes in a very special bottle, a very special package. It is a bold, smooth classic, and and Sinatra in every one of his contracts 
to perform. It was a pretty simple contract. It wasn't like today I got to have six M&Ms, four green, two orange. Uh, I got to have uh, Skittles. I then have to have 18 bottles of Perrier. All his thing said was, I need a private phone in my dressing room. I need four hand towels. I need a bucket of ice, four glasses, a pitcher of water, and a bottle of Jack. It was pretty simple, nothing overly crazy. And Sommelier Dave, the Jack Daniels Sinatra Select 90 proof, absolutely spectacular in presentation and in taste. It sure is. It comes in a really nice liter bottle, and it is going to be bold, smooth, and classic, just like uh, Frank was. You're going to get... What makes this a unique whiskey is what they've done is they've taken the barrel and they cut deep grooves into each barrel. That exposes the whiskey to an extra layer of toasted oak. So as the whiskey came in and out of the barrel, it got more flavor. Really rich amber color. Delicious. And if you can find it, I think it's about 150 bucks a bottle. Yeah. But fantastic. I'll say cheers. It's still in production to where you can find it in the market. Fantastic. Tommy Diadio of the Davidoff Store and Lounge and Corona Cigars, Senior Executive VP of Spirits Procurement. What do you think? It's a classic. Very, very classic. Very smooth. This does very well for us. We actually have a tasting on Thursday night. We'll be tasting this. Nice. Mm -hmm. Thanks for the invitation. Uh, <laughs> let's move on <laughs> to... <laughs> we started with the Knob Creek. And that was really uh, Booker Knows, uh, Fre Frederick Booker the II. He said, let's do something single or, or a small batch. Came out with it about 20 years ago, 20, not longer, 25 years ago. Hit it out of the park. And, Tommy, you, along with the uh, proprietor of the Corona Cigar Stores and the Davidoff Lounge, Jeff Borshowitz, good friend, decided to do a single barrel program a number of years ago. I know that Jeff usually every year gives me one of the, uh, a bottle of one of the barrels. So the Knob Creek Single Barrel Select, 115 proof. This is selected by Jeff. This is barrel number 5947. And this one's a rye, right? This is the rye. Yeah, this is a six Single year. barrel Kentucky rye. This one's a six-year-old rye. We picked this when they, they just implemented this program this year. So we picked this in January. So uh, us and Burns has one in the Orlando Tampa area. All right, let me say cheers. Take a sip. You know, not as sharp as I thought. No. Very smooth. Definitely a different flavor characteristic than the Knob Creek, but very smooth. Now the next special private <coughs> selection is the Maker's Mark Private selection. This is the Oak Stave selection. Tell mm -hmm. me about this. This one is, uh, you get to pick the staves and we went with all the French and, uh, and mocha staves and nobody in Florida can pick this recipe but as of yet, nobody's even picked this recipe in the U.S. And so I they, like the they, bottle. It's got yeah. the regular bottle but the front is just a little bit different. And this is 110.4 mm -hmm. proof uh, and this is the exclusive Oak Stave selection for Corona and Cigar. The, and the and back shows you the staves. So we, oh, picked, we, we picked all the mocha ones. Seared French <coughs> cuvee. Yep. Maker's 46 stave mm -hmm. and roasted French mocha stave. Mm -hmm. Outstanding. All right, so let me swirl this around. And on the nose, definitely some honey I'm getting on that. Say cheers. 
So it's a Maker's 46, and then they put the staves in there for an extra three months. Wow. Which yeah. dramatically changes the flavor of it, and then it's barrel strength. That's got some really, really unique different notes. <clears throat> some sweetness, a little bit of uh, maple, a little bit of vanilla, a mm -hmm. little bit of clove, cinnamon. Very nice. We did a drink yesterday with uh, Frangelica, espresso liqueur, chocolate bitters, and a seared uh, lemon twist in it, and uh, made a really good drink. Last week, we had Harlan Wheatley, the master distiller of Buffalo Trace on from Frankfort, Kentucky. Now we're going to move into the Buffalo Trace Single Barrel Select. You sell a lot of Buffalo Trace. Sell a lot of everything they make. So uh, this is our, our Buffalo Trace pick. We do, uh, I think, six barrels with them. Hopefully we could do more different ones every year. We're trying to do a couple more barrel programs. All right, let me taste. Uh, put this on the nose. Hmm. A little bit of citrusy on the nose here. A little bit of... Again, almost honey. We'll say cheers on that. Take a sip. This is the Buffalo Trace Single Barrel Select. And what was it about this barrel that you like? We usually get three samples, so we always pick the one that's not too hot, not too oaky, just perfect. It's got some heat, though. Got but some spice, but not overly big no, on the warmth. We try to make it well, well round, well balanced with caramel, mm -hmm. vanilla, a little bit of heat, a little bit of spice, so it pairs yeah. well with a cigar. Definitely got some of the caramel notes on there. Very nice. And now, can people buy a bottle of that yeah, here or no? Yeah. This, the Buffalo Trace, we can. We're getting more barrels in in a couple weeks. So uh, right now I still have Buffalo Trace. Now, from the Buffalo <clears throat> Trace distillery, one of my favorites is Eagle Rare. You mm -hmm. cannot go wrong. It is super smooth. I tell people, if you have a chance of anything, pick up the Eagle Rare. You will not go wrong. And this is the Eagle Rare 10. Again, this is your uh, special selection, the single barrel select. Mm -hmm. This one actually was picked by Harlan Wheatley. Oh, us. Harlan picked it. Harlan picked this specially for us. Wow, this has got a lot of sweetness on the nose. Wow, very floral aroma. Very fruity. Let me say cheers. Smoke. This got some heat. Got smokiness mm -hmm. to it. A little bit different than the regular Eagle mm -hmm. Rare. Mm -hmm. oh. This one, I believe, is what, 90 proof? It's got a lot of wood yeah. content to it. Definitely a lot of the charred oak taste I'm getting on it. Some sizzle, 90. some spice. 90. This yeah. is, I think, the, the richest of all the ones we've sampled yeah. so far amongst your private selection. So why did Harlan choose that one? Something a little bit spicier? I guess what, what happens, we ran out of time. They offered us the barrel, so we let him pick it. There you go. Now, I, I remember a number of years ago, I was in uh, Jeff Borshowitz's office in uh, Orlando, and Jeff had about 15 different small mini bottles yep. on his desk. And he pulled up a cigar and said, here, like this. Tell me what you think of these. And I went through one. I said, "Ooh, way too sharp. Then another one, I go, a little too soft. The one I selected, I go, this is nice. Balanced, smooth, a little bit of warmth, a lot of sweetness, a little spice. He's like, that's exactly the one that I selected. Yeah. I thought the other ones, he said, were this, I had the same characteristics. And now we move into the E.L. Weller. Now, Weller's <laughs> interesting because it's one of those brands that doesn't really get a ton of play. It's not as well known. Oh, but they it, call it the original no, weeded bourbon. No, it's actually, you can't find it anymore. Really? Oh, That's yeah. why. It's ABC exclusive in Florida, and they allowed us to buy barrels, that, but I can't sell bottles of it. Okay. So I, I pour it by the shot. So I actually have a green coming, too. But when I say is, when you think, Weller's not a name that comes to top of mind when right. you think about bourbon, but that's not yeah, a reflection that's of the quality. My everyday just, bourbon. Really? Yeah. All right, so tell me about this E.L. Weller Antique 107. Well, the, the W. Weller is uh, William Wu Weller. That's what it stands for. What, what was it? William 
LaRue. William LaRue Weller. Weller. So okay. he designed the first weeded bourbon ever. This is the Antique 107. Uh, Pappy, Julian Van Winkle came to work for them, and the recipe for Pappy came from Weller. It's the same, wow. the same recipe. That wheat tames yeah. it right down. That is smooth. Man, oh, man, that is incredible. Very, very smooth, very pleasant. No heat, no sharpness. Very nice. So of all of these, I have to tell you, I think I'm sold on the EOL. Uh, well, I like weeded bourbons. Oh. Mm. Spectacular. <clears throat> Next up, here's a name I know you know. Mm -hmm. John Drew. John Drew. All right. We know him as Jonathan Drew, Drew Estate Cigars from uh, Acid Fame and uh, Liga. Liga Pravada. And John, a number of years ago, about three years ago, said, I want to get in the spirits business. And initially he was, going to, he was talking with, with Jeff, mm -hmm. but for numerous reasons Jeff couldn't get involved. So John decided to venture out on his own and do it. And he launched last spring several different releases. We've got the John Drew Rye and the Braxton Mash. But first up, is this the John Drew Rye I have yeah. in front? Yes. It is. Okay. So actually this is not. No, that's right that, there. There it is right there. Yes. That's the Weller. I didn't want to let go of that Weller. Right. Well, it was good. Now, this summer, in fact, if you go to CigarDave.com, we will post a link. We have a video inside the Drew Estate uh, area at the Cigar Retailers Convention. We must have spent about 10, 15 minutes talking about yeah. the spirits, and they were fantastic. So this is the John Drew Rye. Let me say cheers. Smooth for mm -hmm. the rye. Not a lot of kick. Now, on the nose, I'm getting... Almost that rye. If you smell rye bread, mm -hmm. you get that rye aroma. I'm getting the same thing. Not a lot of sweetness on the nose, but taste-wise, mm, that is incredibly smooth. What do you think, somebody did? I love it. I think it's really well put together, the way they did it. And I you think, think they're outsourcing. They got this from Canada. I believe they have, because I know that he doesn't have his own distillery. Correct. He's basically said, look, I want to be able to go to the best wherever that happens to be. The rum is actually made in Florida, his rum. Right. Now he's got what we call the Braxton Mash Destroyer. Now, when I sampled this, it's a bourbon and mash rum. And he said, you know what? I, wanna, I, you know, I like bourbon. I like the Florida rum. I said, hey, let's mix them together. Let's see what happens. And they're blended and bottled at John Drew Brands in Auburndale, center part of the state of Florida. This is a very unique taste. So let me switch this around here, swirl it in my snifter. This makes a great cocktail. And I'll say cheers. The best of both worlds. Mm -hmm. huh? Manhattan. This is great. Manhattan I mean, and old this is almost a cocktail in and of itself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is just incredibly smooth. little sweetness, a little bit of fruitiness. You wouldn't know it's 90 proof. Never know. Very, I, I tell you, this is going to be a winner for him. It's bourbon and rum mash. Braxton mash, Brixton mash destroyer. Mm-hmm. Mm. Phenomenal. How's this doing for you? They're doing, doing well. We, we uh, got a couple of events set up with them, too. Very impressive. I have to tell you that when I tasted that, I said to John, John, <clears throat> combining them is out of the box. It's very acidy, if you will. You know, acid was mm -hmm. an out-of-the-box cigar, just kind of out there. And he did the same thing with the rum and the bourbon, and it's very nice. Now, Tommy, I brought a bottle of the Jefferson Presidential 17 that I bought about uh, seven, eight years ago. Yeah, that's the first one. And uh, I noticed as I was uh, conducting broadcast maneuvers, I look over and I see you pour a glass. And 
then I see you pour a second glass. <laughs> and then a third. And then probably a third glass. And I'm like, wait a minute, this thing was about 90% filled when I brought it. You so noticed when he put the straw in 70, it, right? Exactly. So obviously you are a Jefferson's Presidential 17 fan. Mm-hmm. And there's a story behind this bourbon. Well, it says 1991, yep. weeded bourbon and Stitcher and Weller. Back in 91, Pappy Van Winkle was, uh, made it Stitcher and they went under. And the, bar- the barrels were bought by Diageo, and Diageo turned around and sold some of them because at the time bourbon wasn't hot. So Troy Zoller bought them from, from them. This one has not been cut. It's batch two, so this should be the original recipe for Pappy. The original Pappy as mm-hmm. a Jefferson Presidential mm-hmm. 17. Well, let's say cheers, gentlemen. Mr. I mean, wait a minute. You got plastic cups. What <laughs> well, the hell? You know, wait a minute. Here we go. Class. There we go. All right. Now, the aroma. Wow, this has got a lot of sweetness mm-hmm. on the aroma on the nose. Mm, a little citrus. A little cinnamon. A little honey. Let's say cheers and we'll drink. That's the of you. For a 17-year-old bourbon, there's no bite in it. It's smooth. Oh. Heaven. You are not kidding. This is incredible. Very smooth. Yeah. This, now that I know the story, I better protect that. Sergeant Steve, put that Very back in the... Smooth. Don't let Tommy have any more of that. Jeez. There's some in my glass in the office already. <laughs> <laughs> so and let's talk about Pappy Van Winkle because everybody hears Pappy, Pappy, yeah. Pappy Van Winkle. Got to get it. Got to get it. What's so special about Pappy Van Winkle? The name. It's people want what they can't have. Correct. That's why I like Weller because it's same mash built. It's, I, I prefer Weller. But well, this is incredibly smooth. There is no, no warmth, nothing. no bite. A lot I mean, of flavor. I'll tell you, if somebody uses this in a cocktail, shame on them. Yes. This should be dr- not even an ice. This should be neat right. in a snifter. Perfect. Wow, this is fantastic. I got to tell you, I'm imp- I never knew that. Yeah. So what would a bottle of that go for in now, the Now, probably yeah. 1,000, 1,500, maybe two. Yeah, you can't find Put it. that in the Brinks <clears throat> truck immediately, Sergeant Steve. You can't find that one anymore. Wow. That would be yeah. a grand, huh? Yeah, the 18 was a pappy, too, but what they did was they cut it. He had something to it, so he changed the, the way, structure, he changed of, it the structure right. of it all, where the 17 and the first editions of the 18 were not touched, where the rest of them were. Who knew so. what I was sitting on? Right. No. All right, well, we won't let any of that uh, go, to, go waste. to waste. No doubt about it. Now, we talked about some of the big guys getting involved in bourbons and in whiskeys, American whiskeys. William Granton's son who we know from Glenfiddich and sure. Balvini, amongst Balvini. my favorite. Wonderful. That's right. They now are getting into the American bourbon scene. They are releasing a bottling called Fistful of Bourbon. It is a blend of five straight American bourbons from undisclosed distilleries put together by William Grant & Sons master blender Brian Kinsman and Kelsey McKechnie. And uh, you're going to start seeing that across the U.S. So, again, fear of missing out. Actually, McCowan just got into it, too. We talked about that already. Yeah. We already talked about yeah. that. They bought a, uh, they bought a Wy- company. Wyoming. Out in Wyoming. Exactly. And we said FOMO. The big guys have fear of <clears throat> yeah. missing out. So they've gotten involved as well. Tell you what. Let's, uh, before we, we'll take a short time out. Then when we come back, we're going to wrap it up. We've got a couple of other. There's Horse Soldier Reserve Select I want to get to. And uh, I think we've got the Garrison Brothers from Texas that we want to get to. And then, Tommy, I want to talk to you a little bit about the Buffalo Trace 2018 Antique Collection, which mm-hmm. was just announced, and a new Jim Beam repeal batch, which was announced. All right, the final and concluding segment of this mega tasting of bourbon and American whiskey's edition of the Cigar Dave Show comes your way next. Question I receive most from connoisseurs. General, what is the newest cigar that I should try. 
easy answer. Right now, it's the Gurkha Revenant. Very unique addition to the Gurkha portfolio. It comes in two different wrappers, a Corojo or a San Andrean Maduro wrapper. But what is unique about the Gurkha Revenant? It uses essentially the same Cameroon binder and some broadleaf in the filler. So you're going to get some unique sweetness. You're going to get some unique spice. The San Andres Maduro wrapper adds more sweetness with a little bit more of a unique complexion, whereas the Corojo, more of a medium-bodied balance smoke. Try one of each. You can't go wrong. The brand-new Gurkha Revenant, available in Corojo and San Andres Maduro wrapper. Visit GurkhaCigars.com. Be sure to subscribe to our brother podcast, Bold Alpha, where we talk the alpha male lifestyle, including cigars, libations, technology, grilling, politics, and more. Search Bold Alpha anywhere you listen to podcasts and hit subscribe. I had the pleasure of knowing the late, great Avo Uvesian, the man behind the Avo lineup of cigars. And Avo had a great saying. He would tell me, savor every note. Well, one cigar that I can tell you, you will savor every puff, savor every note, is the Avo Heritage. It was developed for the cigar connoisseur seeking a fuller-bodied cigar. Strength, complexity, impeccable smoothness, nice notes of spice. If you are looking for a cigar that delivers... Full-bodied richness, impeccable smoothness, savor every note of the spice-laden Avo heritage. Available at DavidoffGeneva.com. Well, we wrap up our mega-tasting of bourbons and American whiskeys and rye whiskeys as the final hours of National Bourbon Heritage Month wither away. It is sad, but we get ready for Cigar Oktoberfest right around the corner back at the Davidoff of Geneva Store and Lounge in the Cigar City of Tampa, along with Tommy Diadio, the Senior Executive Vice President of Spirits Procurement for Corona Cigars in Orlando and the Davidoff Store and Lounge in the Cigar City of Tampa, Samadier Dave. I just received word from Scotty Neal at American Freedom Distillers and Horse Soldier Bourbon. He couldn't make it. Something uh, important and urgent came up. However... So, General, I want to come on with you. We'll do a full tasting of everything. So maybe after Cigar Oktoberfest, we'll bring... Actually, maybe we'll record it right from, or we'll do it live, Down right from their distillery, distillery in St. Petersburg. That will work. All right, so let's, uh, while we're talking about that, Samadhi Dave, why don't we go right into the Horse Soldier Reserve Select. And as we talk <clears> about that, it's a very interesting story. American Freedom Distillery started by about uh, nine guys that actually were Green Berets during yep. uh, 9-11, and they were amongst the first troops in Afghanistan, and they came in on horseback. Yeah, they, they didn't have any mechanized vehicles to go into battle with. They got with the Afghanis, and they went out into the hills and all that on horses and conducted their operations and everything. This is a very nice Kentucky weeded bourbon. It's produced from hand-selected five, eight, ten-year-old barrels by the team themselves. They all picked these things. Well, here's an interesting story because they all went in Afghanistan after 9-11, and Scotty Neal was one of the Green Berets. And here's what's interesting. They were able to recover some steel from ground zero from the World Trade Center. Yes. Mm-hmm. They melted it, were able to get a forger to melt it down that became the mold mm-hmm. for the bottles of horse soldier Mm-hmm. Uh, bourbon and whiskey. So every single bottle is fabricated using the steel, Correct. the mold from the World Trade Center. Yeah. So very historic. And uh, 
They've done an incredible job, Tommy. We've done you've done they, numerous I've events done, here yeah. where yeah. I've been with. Last time I was here with yeah. you, Tommy. And they also use the metal on the barrel strength yes. from the from the trade That's center. correct. Exactly. Now this is a, the mash bill on this of their horse soldier signature weeded bourbon whiskey is 70% corn, yellow dent corn, 20% wheat, which is soft <coughs> red winter, and 10% two-row barley. And the water from limestone aquifers carefully filtered for purity. So on the nose. You're going to get a lot of caramel out of here, some honey, butterscotch. Mm. Yeah, a lot of butterscotch. Yeah, wow. butterscotch. Really nice. Maybe some Say raisin cheers. with a hint. A little of raisin, yep. Tofu. Mm, mm. It's did you say tofu? I tofu. I meant toffee. Toffee. I misread. I was, wait a minute. Thirty tofu. whiskeys. <laughs> I'm changing the my glasses right now. The cigar shows a tofu-free zone. No <laughs> vegans allowed. Changing my glasses as I. Speak. All right. This has got some nice warmth, nice flavor. Mm. You know what? I think this is the perfect one to end on. And by the way, because of 9/11, let's America. raise our glass. Cheers to go. all the memories of those people. You got that it. were. In 9-11 and our great armed forces, may those that served our country and those that uh, didn't make it on 9-11, may they rest in peace. Take Amen. another sip. About $56 a bottle. It's everywhere. Worth every penny. Tommy Diadio mm-hmm. of Davoff Lounge, Samadier Dave. Many great thanks. Cigar Dave, the general, saying may our humidor always be full. May our cutter always be sharp. May our ash be extra, extra long. Semper Delictatio. Always pleasure. Long live the alpha. Make America great again. Make masculinity great again. So long, National Bourbon Heritage Month. We'll miss you.